0: Hey brother how's it going
1: awesome it's going really well how are you
0: yeah great to meet you man uh, Chuck says some great things about you I'm 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 excited to interview you and kind of find out more about your business and see how we can serve um, so thanks for being here today
1: yeah um, you know honestly Chuck was was a really friendly face to start off my relationship with my out desk and then, ever yeah. since then you know we we went through a series of interviews and um, had an account manager to work with, but Melody has been our key kind of contact with uh, my outdesk until very recently. We heard from you guys that you wanted to hear a little bit about what we've been doing with Melody and how the business yeah. is evolving. So it's been uh, it's been pretty good.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And tell me. Um, so let's start at the beginning. Tell me about what you do. You you've got like a cool business. It's different. Like, I think you're actually you might be like changing how colleges and students actually interact, which, what a great mission, man, because my college sucked. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I had no idea what I was doing, and it was bad,
1: man. So tell me about what you guys do. Sure, yeah. Um, so my story really starts from back when I was a student. Yeah. Um, I realized, you know, throughout my four years that I loved the content that I was learning. I was an accounting and yep. finance major. Uh, yeah. But the moment I got a chance to apply what I was learning to a real job, which at the time was uh, an internship at KPMG, I realized, um, first of all, that firm structure, the big four mentality wasn't for me. Uh, yep. And also, the field wasn't really interesting, although I loved the content. And I said, how are these two domains that are supposed to be conceptually um, similar, just so different. And yeah. what I realized is you just, you don't get any practical experience in college. And yep. basically Amen. that's the, the X we've been solving for ever since I graduated is really how do you bring real world experience into um, college programming? And we can't figure out a better way to do that than actually integrating companies into the education process.
0: That's phenomenal, man. So uh, I, first of all, I love your mission. You and I are similar. I have a finance degree. I went to work for Barclays BGI, Barclays Global Investors. I was a fund manager, so I'm in, you know, and I'm like, I'm gonna, uh, this is awesome. And then I got into the job and I was like, holy crap, I hate this. I This was dumb, I should have never been a finance major. So then I started being an entrepreneur, which is what I'm actually tied to do, you know, like you probably. Um, so talk to me about your model. What, how does your model work? What do you do? Like. I'm super interested because I think there's such a big need for what you're talking about in, in society.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a good question. And, and frankly, I'm sure same with, uh, my outdesk. Yeah. right. I mean, and, uh, I think one of the cool things when I, when I was just speaking with Chuck, he was saying, Hey, you guys started with real estate, but you know, the, a lot of the skills are transferable, especially the ones, you know, we're leveraging melody for. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, long story short, we, um, I actually started a company previously, which went after the case study model, trying to improve how relevant, how timely that content was, um, video and tried to make it engaging for millennials and Gen Z. And throughout that process, you know, I learned a lot about what is and is not experiential learning. And, um, I look at cap as pretty much like the, um, is the brand, the, like the go-to brand for experiential learning. That's what we really want to be. Nice. Um, and There's a lot of different products and services that we've now developed out um, underneath that brand to serve um, higher ed, mostly administrators and uh, what we call experiential learning coordinators. But right. basically we spent the last two and a half years uh, pounding the pavement, uh, developing relationships with schools and identifying programs that we're trying to connect with companies but ultimately needed help with their, with that process. Yeah. And so we would, we actually um, did the kind of the facilitating of uh, the, the relationship and the design of the collaboration. So right. we kind of look at that product almost as a, a combination between a case study and a consulting project um, sure. where it's a little bit kind of self-study. You could do it on your own, but it has a live, you know, live third party that's there to answer questions and give feedback and, Um, you know, kind of provide that real world element. Um, So we've been coordinating those for a little over two years now, done about 100 engagements with 30 different schools. And after that, um, we've actually just recently launched a software platform, uh, mainly designed originally for us to do our own process faster. And then a few of our clients were like, hey, we actually want to white label that and use that as our, as our process, as our technology. And so kind of the new frontier for us is really going into, um, you know, anything from um, the software that we built and, and kind of a, a SaaS solution um, all the way through managed services where we're um, connecting companies and schools like we were traditionally in the last few years.
0: That's cool. Okay. So, cause I'm, I'm, I, even though I have a finance degree, I like to slow it down. So you go to companies and say, hey, we're gonna get you some interns. And then you go to colleges and say, hey, we're gonna get you some, some uh, experience, actual experience to, to kind of pair with education. So people are really served at a high level. And then you sit between them and you help them work that out. How do you make money in that? Like, how, how, do, you make, how do you drive revenue in that? Because colleges are, are horrible about like that you know, they're like, I'm not in business. I don't know.
1: You know, it's just bad. How do
0: you make that work?
1: It's a good question. And it's, it's certainly not easy, right? I mean, education is an impact field. It's not, um, you know, it's not the field you would go into if you're trying to make, you know, massive amounts of money. But yeah. the cool thing with our model is we, um, we actually start with the school, not the companies. And that's a primary reason why we're different than a traditional talent marketplace Um, We're really focused on the educational goals of these engagements where anything like recruiting and employer branding and even the the outcomes that the students generate are kind of gravy. Um, All of our engagements are built based on very clear, narrow requirements set by the schools and you know if it's an MBA program at Notre Dame and they want you know opportunities for their students to work with you know nonprofits and social ventures then we have to find those nonprofits and social ventures but sometimes uh, it's even more in depth than that sometimes it's hey we want a product case or a marketing a go to market strategy or an investment analysis for these you know social impact ventures and then we have to find companies that fit that mold and wow. that's where the, that's why the business model is actually to generate revenue on the university side of things rather than the company side of things, because really the company is the case study. Um, you know, we, we would love to be able to charge them, but because we don't actually intervene with any of the project execution. Um, we really, the customer is the, is the school university. and then the benefactor. Yeah. The benef- you know, the students are the ones who really benefit at, you know, after we forge these relationships.
0: That's awesome, man. So drive into the results that you've gotten with Melody. And I, I actually, she's a wild one. I actually know her and we've spent time together and I helped her with a previous client. She's not only is she an amazing human being, but she's really good at what she does. So like, let's, let's dive. How are you using, you know, our virtual professionals to drive revenue for your business? Like what's the real results that you're, you're getting, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, so I actually didn't know how much I needed this until I spoke to Chuck, and uh, it, it's funny. My original um, how I found my Outdesk was I was reading through a Facebook forum on uh, Morning Brew, which is uh, another company we've done some work with in the past, okay. and uh, they were actually asking like, where where do you guys find like a admins and operators, you know, to help with uh, executing business. And there was this whole long thread and um, my outdesk was actually one of them that popped up in the comments. And I went there and kind of saw, um, saw how cool it was to just, you know, to leverage international talent that specialized in a lot of the things that we needed help for. And right. the online process was pretty simple. Like it was, Hey, let's find out what you need. do and then we'll cross-reference that with the skills that we have with our virtual professionals and um we actually interviewed three um prior to melody and um when melody hopped on um, the combination of her excitement and charisma i think is what got me um and you know she you know i said to her you know i want to give everybody a second chance to interview Um, And then Melody had spent, I think, probably the entire night looking through the website uh, and just soaking in every piece of information that we had on there, Um, which, you know, I've never seen anybody do before. So I was just, I was just flattered by how much she was able to retain and um, regurgitate to me based on what she had learned overnight. And I figured Mm -hmm. you could do that overnight then she was gonna be a huge fit for our team moving forward. So right. I think it's been almost six months with Melody, which is super exciting. Bam. Um, she, she, I mean, the cool thing about our business is that I really look at it as two sales funnels that have to have like a nice little matching. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Threading two needles uh, yeah. with one yarn. and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so basically um, we started Melody off on the sales side of the organization with institutions, really yep. doing a lot of the SDR work, sales engineering, anything yep. from scraping, we, you scraping. Know, she manages the entire CRM um, all the way through when we actually closed a few opportunities, now we have to implement. And that's a right. whole lot of outreach um, to companies trying to figure out based on this very narrow criteria who can cooperate here. And uh, it was, it was, it's honestly been amazing. We've, we've been able to really generate probably two to three times the amount of traction, um, that we would normally have otherwise just because of having Melody on the team to rely on.
0: Yeah, but okay. I, that sounds salesy. What (laughs) have you made since you've hired Melody because now you're not the one prospecting and being an SDR? Like what's the real return on investment?
1: So, I mean, the ROI has got to be at least three to 10 X, depending on how this year turns out for us. I mean, we have, yeah. you know, we have, um, you know, our site set on doing about 200,000 in revenue this year. We did about nice. nine last year, 30 the first year, no venture funding, completely bootstrapped business. Right. Um, And, you know, the, you know, obviously it's very challenging to be able to identify team members, especially stateside that would, that could, that could play for, for these types of, of, uh, of salaries. And so having, you know, someone like Melody to be able to cooperate and play and play ball in, in our model has been just huge. Um, So yeah, we've, we've already booked over a hundred thousand this year. Um, and we're uh, yeah we're coming up hopefully on a strong fall semester which will generate that kind of remaining um, ninety thousand that we're looking for maybe even more yeah. Um, yeah assuming assuming that that this happens I mean Melody's really the first full time employee besides me that we brought onto the team and wow. uh, just being able to do any of this without uh, an, a full team is pretty amazing to me so we're super fortunate to have her by you know, by our side and uh, part of our team meetings and our our regular kind of uh, day-to-day operations.
0: Yeah, because you used to have to do all of that work. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What about, um, what about, how'd you make it work? Like, because she had to learn everything. She had to take what was in your brain and like get it in her brain and then she had all the FAQs, right? Like w- when you say this, what do I say boss? Like, how do, I, how do I talk about this? And I don't even know, I mean, there's just so much in transferring the knowledge. Six months in, you're still kind of in it. She probably is doing, she's probably performing at like 70 to 80%, but she hasn't mastered it yet. She will probably in a year or two, but how did you get, oh, you don't even agree with that. You think, you think she's already mastered it, is that right?
1: I think, so I, so we have a a very, like an education first model Yeah. training with our company. So it's like, look, this is, this is all learning for all of us. Like none of us, there is no recipe that we're following. This is- You're building
0: the model. You're building
1: the model. You're innovating how students learn. Right. And I think the, uh, the amazing thing, and it's, you know, I guess a testament to the quality Um, of training and vetting that you guys do as an organization, which is, I guess, the main reason why we would go with my outdesk over any other, outsourcing agency is, you know, Melody kind of understood how to use a CRM before she ever stepped foot into the business. She understood, you know, how to have a sales conversation, whether it's by phone or, you know, by LinkedIn messenger or email, you know, she understood the protocols of, you know, when you forward, when you CC, um you know who like how to actually do a series of outreach you know where there's a drip campaign that needs to happen afterwards and you know before we automate it we want to test it and to have somebody who knows how to do that from the get-go I mean it really felt like there wasn't much training that we even had to do um you know and of course you know every once in a while you got to grease the wheels and kind of fix things here and there but you know it's just been, it's been a really smooth sailing experience ever since she's got started. And I, I think basically the results were there a week later, we were booking meetings left and right, which was literally impossible to do by myself, you know, swivel chair, start with sales, go all the way to implementation. No one else is focused on selling anymore. So how are you going to get those new meetings booked with melody coming in? You know, we were, we're getting anywhere from five to 10 new sales meetings a week uh, with prospects, which, you know, for us is just how we make, you know, it's how we make the sausage.
0: Right, right. So it sounds like you might be ready for another one. Like what I'm hearing is like melodies fold up your revenue pipeline and you might be ready for somebody on the execution side, maybe somebody to help with implement implementation.
1: Yeah, we're, we're getting pretty close. I mean, I think the exciting thing is I, I was actually having a conversation with Chuck about this a few yeah. basically And I was like, I could really see how, you know, there's prospecting that's happening on both sides, but if we could specialize each one of our VAs to be focused exclusively on either, you know, finding the companies to fit the the criteria of the schools or sales prospecting with the schools, then we can actually probably increase our efficiency and throughput. Um, So there's definitely, you know, beyond that, I've always talked about you guys ever since Melody's become part of our team, you know, anytime I've spe- I've spoken to business owners, and I'm like, hey, you know, if you really need someone who can help, just keep things in order. I mean, for you know that it's, it just it's a very prudent investment for the amount that you can get out of it. Um, okay. So I think a second one, hopefully even more than that, at some point, um, is on the horizon for us at CapSource.
0: That's awesome, Jordan. What what can we do to help? Like anything that we can do for you? Um, I'm always here. To serve like it's part of our core values like servant's heart um what do you need right
1: now you know honestly we're always we're always looking to connect with more companies that are eager to be a part of the education process uh, okay. you know i think the challenge is um there's a shifting paradigm in higher ed they aren't by any means um, at a place where i would say they've mastered it but there's a lot of trial and error going on um uh, yeah. emphasis on the error like there's, in, there's inherent error in learning or else there's no lessons, right? right. Uh, one of my biggest mentors um, has always said, there's no such thing as losing, it's just winning and learning. And I think that you know companies going into this thinking, hey, this is free consulting, free labor, this is gonna be great. Um, well, it might be a great way to get them through the door, but that's not a good way to get them to stay. And also to really kind of conceptually value what we bring to the table as an organization that's trying to innovate the way that students learn in higher ed.
0: That's awesome, dude. Uh, We are absolutely interested. So I don't know how we get involved, but I am like, I'm sold because I would never have spent three years of my life at that finance job had I been in your world. Like I just wouldn't have done that. You know, I, I, in fact, I, since I was seven, so since I was seven years old, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And then I went to college and the mantra in college was get a degree, do really well, get a job. And I thought, Oh, okay, I guess that's what everybody does. And I forgot like that childhood dream of like just being my own guy. And then, I got woken up. I was like, Oh, this sucks. And I think your solution would have avoided all that for me. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent in any way we can support. We got jobs. We need people. We need salespeople and ops people here. So you just let us know what you, what you're thinking about.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great to know. And honestly uh, I think schools would absolutely love you know, thinking and mulling over the business model. And, you
0: know, we always
1: start by giving projects about like the broad spectrum of the business, whether it's like looking at the product, looking at the industry and competitors, you know, really giving students a a chance to sink their teeth into something. Because a lot of times you're like reading textbooks and case studies about companies from like five to 10 years ago. It's like, just Google it, find out what they're up to now, you know, use an active, you know, an active team that's willing to kind of sit buy and, and answer some of your questions. And, you know, once they have a grasp, which we usually, you know, about a third to a half of the time, it takes them to kind of get to that point. Right. Um, the rest of it is about driving home value. And, you know, it comes down to how well it's facilitated by the faculty and also the company, because they're a big part of this process. So, yeah. uh, you know, there's sales cases, process optimization cases that we put together um, really all about, you know actually giving students a chance to say, okay, I've heard of sales, but what does it actually mean to think about a strategy or who is the target audience? And is that really who the target audience should be? And and sometimes the most valuable part of these experiences for the companies is just answering some of the questions that these students have gets the entrepreneurs or business leaders to think about their challenges differently than they ever would have. And it's like, like that naivety slash that kind of like greenfields brand new kind of mindset that hasn't been like at all tampered with by you know training and and, and existing right. structure and yeah. i think that's why a lot of companies really value you know participating in these engagements and you know we have our, our one of our companies, is hungry which is based in uh, the dc area they're about to engage on their sixth project with us And one of their, um, one of their students that actually went through a project with them is now an employee at, at CapSource. So he really went full circle, experienced it from a student perspective, you know, went to the CEO of that company and said, Hey, I want to be a part of this team. Um, and then after that realized how powerful the experience is about being able to learn before you become a candidate or even a, you know, an employee. And so, Mm -hmm. He's joined our team about two years ago. His name is Ann Cush. Um, and he also, you know, interfaces with Melody um, as yeah. part of our, our day-to-day kind of ops. So it's uh, it's been really cool to see how this business can actually impact lives and, and make a huge difference. You know, for someone like you who's back in school, you know, how do you even know you want to be an entrepreneur? Well, it's one thing to, like, try and start a company knowing nothing about what it's like to even – work at a company, but maybe give these students an opportunity to like peek under the hood and work with entrepreneurs on their challenges. And then take some of that as anecdotal evidence of, you know, how do you, how do you actually be an entrepreneur? What's it like to be in the field and, you know, wrestle with complex challenges that have no answer?
0: Yeah, I love it, dude. I love it. I think there's a lot of opportunity for us together. Do you guys ever do anything in, um, so we're next to Davis um, you, you, uh, and then Sac State. So I don't know if you do anything on the West Coast, but it'd be super cool to to do something with their MBA. Both schools have a great MBA program.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've spoken, that's a big system. The California system is huge. Uh, yeah. So we, we, I'm based in New York and um, most of our clients are the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. Um, Tri-State New York and yeah. uh, the uh, Chicagoland kind of Midwest are yep. big uh, con- like client constituencies. And the interesting thing is a lot of our uh, schools um, are kind of open to either remote projects or international projects. Um, okay. So you know, in a lot of cases, you can facilitate this entire experience without ever physically connecting the students with the company. But you know, I
0: might be totally okay with that. Having, saying that we have 1,200 virtual professionals that work for us, like, you don't have to be in the same office. But um, I would encourage you to explore the California system, because like you said, it's huge. Plus, all you got to do is tell them, hey, New York is doing this, and you don't want those efforts to beat us, do you? And then they're like, wait, New York? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) What's those. two competing States. I mean, that's, that's right.
0: That's right. We, we think in California, we believe that we lead this nation. And uh, so that's all you have to do is play on that. You know, ignorance yeah, right yeah. there. <laughs> I hear the California ego in you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Look, I got flip-flops. Like, I don't know if you can see this there's flip-flops on right
1: now, right now. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's a Friday. You know, that's we are right. all, all be comfortable but yeah i mean you know honestly i think um you know the truth of the matter is you know i think you should be very proud of what you've created you know with my outdesk because you know i think you know we've all talked about you know the world is becoming more and more virtual but you know for you to you know put a stake in the ground and say it actually not only can it be virtual but it can be easy right it's like actually it can be easy for you to offload certain tasks that you know don't require a ton of oversight and intervention but just need to be done And you could just train someone who is really in need of a cool opportunity, um, kind of leverage those two those two needs. You're a market maker, right? Just like me.
0: Yep, yep. And and you know it's interesting. Our models are really similar because we have to find the talent and we have to find the client and then we have to make sure they're a good match. And then we only win if it's long term. Like, you know when if you came and said, well, you know, Melody's cool, but she's not hitting numbers, we'd be like, well, you know, that's not a win, you know? And so we're lucky enough uh, to have a lot of people like you say, Melody's hitting numbers, you know, and, and doing great.
1: Yeah. So I, I would love to hear from you. Like, how, how do you see my outdesk evolving? Like over the next few years, I you're over 10 years into this business, right?
0: Yeah, we're 12 years old. Um, we we kind of got our foothold in the real estate space. Um, and, you know, I, I've learned a lot. And we're like, right now we're in that scale mode. So we believe 2020 is going to be one of our like stupid growth years. Um, we've had some stupid growth years, man, like 274% one year. And that was just nuts. Um, but 2020 is going to be a big one. I'm I'm pretty... I'm pretty certain we're gonna be at 45, 50% growth, which is gonna be nutty. We're kind of laying that groundwork right now, like Chuck's Chuck's uh, almost two years with us. We just hired a whole bunch of new people. Um, and so the challenge for us has been, we've been in real estate, now we have to translate that into five other industries, five other verticals, right? And so that's where we're kind of nailing up against the um, the challenge zone. and. In the last year, we've been perfecting that system of finding people like you who aren't real estate people, right? And so it's slowly starting, like 5% of our clients, oh, not real estate, good. Now it's 10, now it's 15. And so we think we can build this real estate one and then just keep building these other verticals at the same time. So our world is just expanding our reach to other to other industries. And, and you know, 2,000-ish people in real estate and then, you know, Five or six other kind of verticals we think we can get to a thousand to two thousand in those verticals, so six thousand people is the long term like vision for the business, and six thousand lives and and people like you are happy clients that'd be that I'd be in nirvana right there that's it uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the transferable skills I think it's all about that, right so like they have they have so much of an understanding of just generally business process and yep. A lot of that can be kind of quickly interchanged with other types of vernacular, other types of processes. You know, at the end of the day, a CRM is a CRM, a sales process right. funnel is a sales process. Yeah. So we, um, yeah, we had a really a quick um, experience getting Melody up to speed, and you know, it's just been great to be able to leverage her and and continue building a relationship. I mean, she's you know part of our weekly meetings, part of our um, you know huddle and everything that we do to try to keep the business. Um, on the top of everyone's mind and eager and excited to keep growing. So we're yeah. certainly very proud to uh, be making progress. And I don't think it'd be possible without her.
0: You know, it's crazy. You know how I said like, wait a year or two, like, I know this sounds nuts, but this is just, just, just 12 years of experience. We have a gal and we have a, a couple people on our team who have these massive, Alvin's a great example. He you met him earlier, been on the team forever like they just know things and there's like this, they, they know what to do, they know when to do it, they know who, like you're gonna, something's gonna happen once you have a bunch of our VAs that have gotten like five years of experience, three years of experience, you're gonna feel this like zoop, like it's gonna zoop like that and it's gonna be growth and scale and you're like, oh my goodness, how did I do this? I can't believe that not everybody's doing this and I swear, you're gonna see a massive shift, your business that huck, that hockey stick starts happening. And uh, dude, I can't wait. I can't wait for you to transform education. That's,
1: I really can't wait for you to do that. I guess I got to ask you, if you had to uh, give yourself advice for, you know, you're emerging out of undergrad, if you, were, if you were able to give yourself, you know, a little chunk, a little nugget, what would you, what would you tell yourself?
0: You know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you, um, I put all of that into a book If you got something to write down real quick if you um text 31996 if you text svp to that number we have i've all of my 12 years of experience so it's scale with virtual professionals svp and it's 31996 so it's like it's like 12 years of my brain 12 years of running this organization making every mistake that you can imagine I've, that a business guy could make, like literally I've made them all. And, uh, we put it all into that book, man. My heart and soul is into that thing. So grab it. I'd love your feedback. You know, tell me what you think of it. Tell me which parts you can implement and which parts you can't. Um, but yeah, I, and I think to answer your question though, you know, just stay on purpose, man. I think entrepreneurs. We have a I, and I'm guilty of this. I'm like, I'm gonna start this. I'm gonna start that. I'm gonna start. You know, um, I. You know, I just talked to a guy who last year his revenue was 140 million dollars, and he's walking me through all of his different entities. And he's a. He's an entrepreneur on like fire. Like he's like working 14 hours a day. Like blah 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 and he's really successful. So he's that weird, really successful. His brain is compartmentalized and he can manage multiple projects and probably has a great memory, great leadership acumen. He's unusual. Most of us need to just focus on one thing and stay on purpose and like rock it out. So my advice is stay on purpose, be really clear about where you're going, you know, upgrade your leadership, Every single day, you can learn, 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 and surround yourself with great people to mastermind with. Dude, you need to get into. I'm in this organization called Go Abundance. You need to jump in. It's amazing. Google it, Go Abundance. Um, you should check it out because we'd love to have you in it. Um, but that's my advice.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Honestly, I've. That's the one question I always ask entrepreneurs. Um, especially entrepreneurs, business leaders, like, because the, the truth of the matter is like, we're, we're serving as a bridge, but what's hard for students to conceptualize is that these folks were actually just students once too. And yeah. they figured all this out and giving yeah. them a chance to kind of feel the connection you know, from, from where they're at to where they could be, um, whether it's as an entrepreneur or investment banker, or real estate agent. I mean, really the, the truth of the matter is I always say like, leave no stone unturned and, yep. uh, and you know, some stones are, are harder to turn than others. And, you know, if it's engaging to you and it seems exciting, then, you know, give it a, give it a shot and give it a real shot. And you got to find exactly what you said, those mentors, those connections that can really elevate your understanding you know, if yeah. you're if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're screwed. I would be. I would be screwed. Hey, Jordan. Um, I I might want you to meet with our trainer. We have a mod trainer. I love your experiential stuff. I might um ask that you guys. She's new, so um, we're getting her trained. But we might make an introduction and have you guys juice together. She's like a, you know, she has an MBA and teaching and. Coach, coached other teachers at the school level, but it would be cool to kind of see what kind of juice you guys can get flowing together. Who knows what could happen, you know?
1: Yeah, um, I think, um, well, the cool thing is you're like, we're cooking up a storm in higher ed, but now all these students are graduating knowing that experiential learning is the way to go. And I think the next frontier is how do you bring experiential into, you know, workforce training, you know, professional development and- yeah things along those lines. So I think we're, we're, uh, we're excited. I mean, there's definitely a possibility for us once we are connecting the schools and students to then go into the companies afterwards and say, Hey, let's, let's revamp the way that you think about, you know, training and development. I love that, dude. I think that's great.
0: Well, Jordan, we've got no more time. What else, what else, what, what would you like to end with? What could I do? uh, What's our last thing that you want to kind of touch on?
1: Honestly, I'm. You know, I'm. It's an honor and a privilege to be a part of your community. i I mean, frankly, Dan, we we are partners, right? I mean, we're yes. looking to figure out how to scale our business, leveraging you as a resource. Uh, you know, we have our engineering team, and we look at yeah. that as, as a as a partner. And same thing with our you know outsourced you know other parts of our marketing. So it's really like you know for us just continuing to to keep this relationship going and evolving. And, you know, for sure, we'd love to see you guys take on projects or other companies within the, you know, my out network, if anybody's interested in, in kind of taking a peek at some of the emerging talent and working on really cool research projects. You know, we'd love to, to really leverage this community because frankly, I think that's what it's all about. You know, at the end of the day, you know, joining communities, being a part of community and building that um, is something I take a lot of pride in. And, Um, you know, I certainly would recommend one of my favorite books is the art of gathering. And it's really all about like, how do you bring people together meaningfully and, uh, and create an environment where there's an exchange of, of values and information. And, you know, that's technically like something I try to put into every one of these learning experiences, but it comes down to building community. So it's by Priya Parker, highly recommended. Um, I'm going
0: to, I'm going to read that one. Watch out, man. Maybe I'll read that and then we'll circle up, man um jordan i appreciate your time brother and if there's anything that we can ever do just reach out we want to be of service um if you have an engagement that makes sense for us let us know we're oh, we're sure. open um you know so we're open to that
1: yeah you know, don't worry you'll <laughs> you'll get an inbox from <laughs> melody all right
0: brother thanks a lot for your time appreciate it. have a great weekend huh you
1: too you too dan take care thanks